You are listening to The John McWater Show. Hey guys, today on the show we are going to have an exciting round of topics. Starting off, we have Government Facts, the segment in which we talk about random facts about the United States government or other governments across the globe. Government Fact. The debt per capita of the United States of America is $85,502. That is $85,502 of United States federal government debt per person. That is our government facts today. And in the news, we have a topic that actually comes from pretty close to my house. At around 1.45 p.m. local time, an Atlanta woman shot, allegedly shot three people, leaving two dead. The perpetrator had allegedly, earlier this year, filed a federal lawsuit claiming that she had faced backlash, harassment, burglary, and wiretapping by her former accounting firm in retaliation for a whistleblower complaint. Two of the men who were shot, one fatally, worked for her apartment complex who was included in the suit because she alleged that they did not cooperate with her attempts to get the police involved after her apartment was allegedly broken into and wiretapped by her former firm. The other person shot fatally was her former manager at the aforementioned firm. Reportedly, this lawsuit was dismissed and the alleged shooter started her assassination in Midtown Atlanta before fleeing to Hartsfield International Airport where she was arrested before TSA security. That comes from WSB-TV. Interestingly enough, basically what happens as far as I can figure out is a lady worked for an accounting firm and filed a whistleblower complaint and she felt that she was being harassed and retaliated against by her firm, uh, alleging that they broke into her house, searched her documents, hacked into her computer, and wiretapped her to figure out information about her. And when she tried to take uh, that to the police and asked for her apartment building's cooperation, they refused. So she filed a lawsuit against them for uh, federal whistleblower protection and saying that it had been violated. And once the suit was dismissed... She allegedly went on a violent rampage. Uh, Her court appearances so far have not been cooperative. She's been very combative with the judges. And uh, she was denied public prosecutor saying that she did not qualify and was also denied bail. Uh, This is a very interesting story and it happened not too far from where I live, about 45 minutes away. And I'll keep you all updated as it develops. Uh, That is in the news today. And on Media Review, we actually have a special segment. We're going to be talking about remixes that hit. I'm going to be really honest. Typically speaking, I don't like remixes better than the originals. Uh, For example, The Weeknd had a remix of Save Your Tears with Ariana Grande. And really, it's not anything against Ariana Grande. I just really liked the original version. I thought The Weeknd did fine. And I saw no reason to get rid of one of his verses to put her in there. I mean, she does good, but just like I like the original better. But there are some notable exceptions. The first one we're going to be talking about is Photo ID by Remy Wolf and Dominic Fike. Uh, the youth Olympiad Remy Wolf turned musician uh, teamed up with musician turned actor Dominic Fike. You know him from places like Euphoria uh, on this remix. The original, it's it's a good track. I actually kind of like it. It has a nice funky groove. Uh, it sits well. It's not too out there with its instrumentation. It's a little subdued, but you know, it's a, it's a good song. Um, however, Dominic Fike's remix injects a lot of energy between his verse Um, and the backing guitar that was added to the track, it really lifts the song from a subdued, funky groove into a certified hedonistic summer banger. It's, it's a great remix. Um, 
the next one on the list is Automatic Driver by La Rue and Tyler the Creator. Uh, the original song Automatic Driver by the pop star LaRue is it's a very good song. Uh, however, Tyler reimagined it in only way that he really could. Um, he took what was a relatively upbeat, poppy uh, breakup song and turned it into a very soulful, mournful um, vocal performance with a very good remix track. Uh, he pitched down LaRue's vocals, slowed down the track, which added a lot of dynamic energy to it. Um, it took her poppy vocals and made it a lot soulful. It made it more mournful. It added depth and flavor to it. And then once the beat dropped later in the song, we got some very classic Tyler, the creator, chord um, progression, uh, some pick strings, some drums he likes to use. Very, very classic Tyler. It's a great remix. Uh, take it out. Check it out. Um, it's good. Uh, and the next and final remix that we're going to talk about today is Don't Kill My Vibe by Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z. Now, I have a confession. I actually kind of like the original one a lot better, uh, primarily for its function on the album. It has a very important role on Good Kid, Mad City, but the remix is a better hit. Uh, it dropped four weeks after the longest continuously charting hip-hop album on the Billboard 200 released. This remix completely reworked all the verses and adds a Jay-Z feature that was originally supposed to be an Andre 3000 feature, but it didn't work out for some reason. Kendrick serves, as always, on his two verses, and Jay-Z does what Jay-Z does best, and we have a certified playlist hit. It's a great remix. Uh, check it out if that's kind of your thing. If you're not into hip-hop, eh, don't, don't check it out, but... If you are, and I, I'm going to assume most of y'all have heard this by now. I mean, it was a pretty popular song and it remained popular for many years after it released. Uh, it's, it's, it is good. And that is all today for our media section. We're going to be moving on to chefry section where I give you some hot cooking tips. Uh, what I'm really going to be talking to y'all today about is why you should wash your rice. So a lot of people and I fall victim to this. When I used to cook rice, I'd take it out, I'd boil the water, and I'd just dump the rice in without washing it in any kind of way. And you really don't want to do that for a variety of reasons. I mean, obviously speaking, you want to wash the rice to wash off any impurities, any dirt, bugs, whatever that might have gotten in there into the bag. But there are there is a very strong culinary reason as well. Uh, when we want rice, we kind of want a nice, fluffy, grain of rice grains of rice rather than a mush blob and a lot of times the reason rice comes out kind of blobby and mushy and all stuck together and doesn't have those nice fluffy grains that we know and we love is because of the excess starch in the dish so when rice is shipped in a bag uh, it'll push up against each other and it will shave off small layers of that rice and it'll coat it in a nice fine starch dust that starch dust absorbs the water and does what um, starch does best it makes a nice mushy gushy texture into that rice but that's really not what we're going for in typical rice dishes so when you go to cook rice just make sure you give it a quick little rinse toss in a colander or a sieve uh, run some water through it agitate it while it's doing that you know stir it around a little bit knock off that uh, starch and it will improve the quality of your rice significantly it makes it like way better uh, that's it for Chef section today, and next we're going to be moving on to listener questions. We have two listener questions. Uh, one comes from Alex, like usual. He says, hey John, I've been wondering since the show began, where has been your favorite place you visited, and how different 
is it from the United States? So I visit a, uh, quite a few foreign countries, and I think right now, and I might have a little bit of a recency bias, my favorite one that I've visited so far has been Korea, primarily for how different it is from the United States. Uh, traveling to Europe is a lot of fun, it's great, but European culture and American culture shares a lot of similarities. Uh, most of Europeans speak English, uh, there's a strong cultural influence back and forth, and it can be seen. Going there, it's different, it's cool, but it still fundamentally has a degree of familiarity to it that is not present in uh, like Asian countries like Korea or China, some places that I have or want to visit. So when you go to Korea, it is so different. Uh, most people don't speak the language. All the signs primarily are in Korean. You might have some signs in English. It is like being dropped off in a completely different world. The culture is very different. They function uh, in ways that are distinct from the United States. And going there is just really, really interesting. Because even in Europe, where they have a little bit of diversity, they don't have as much as the United States does, uh, Asian countries like Korea, China, Japan, they are very, very homogenous and very culturally proud of who they are. And it creates an interesting environment that you don't really see in some of these other places, which are a little bit more diverse in their structure and their society. So I really enjoyed going to Korea. Uh, a big reason I enjoyed going to is because while I was there, I actually had got to be able to visit some family who've been living out there temporarily. And they got to show me around. So, you know, I got to see a place that was new and it was distinct. It was a, a learning experience for me. And then I got to see people that I hadn't seen in a while. And, you know, that was very nice. Uh, that's kind of like my big deal about why I enjoyed Korea the most. Uh, the food's pretty good. It's not my favorite as far as Asian cuisines go. So it had that going. It didn't have that going for it as well. But Korean barbecue is unparalleled. I mean, it, it is great. And we ate at some really good restaurants while we were out there. But I was out there for about three weeks. So I really got to steep in the culture. I got to see things that I think the average tourist wouldn't get to see. And I got to get to do things that was kind of in normal Korean life. Like I went to the supermarket several days to help with grocery shopping. I went to some uh, local stores and restaurants walked around the city and did just, you know, random normal stuff that people would do if they actually lived there. And I really liked it. I really enjoyed uh, that. That's not necessarily something you get to do when you go on, a, you know, a three to four day to a week long vacation uh, when you're out there for such an extended period of time and allows you to like really uh, get to know and get a feel for the culture in ways that you can't in an abbreviated scale. Uh, I really want to go back to see my cousins, uh, my Barber is out there. He's pretty sick. If you're ever in Busan, uh, let me know. I will hook you up with the barber I use out there. He was great. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> it's it was, a, it was a really good trip. That was a, a great question. And the next question comes from Toaster. And this kind of actually will give y'all a peek behind the scenes as some upcoming content. He wants to know what my favorite Tyler the Creator album is. Uh, the answer to that is Igor by Tyler the Creator. And the reason that this is an upcoming view in that is that Igor itself is a very complex and musically and thematically rich album. It's actually one of the albums that I'm going to be recording one of those three episode miniseries on that I told you all about. Uh, it has incredible production. It's very well thought out. The verses are smart. They're very sharp. Um, it's just a gorgeous, lovely album. And in a musical tidbit, I'm not going to give too much away. Uh, the album itself is a perfect musical loop with the last song ending on a unresolved chord that is resolved by the first note played on the opening song of the album, which is, it's neat. It's incredibly smart. It's probably one of Tyler's best put together projects 
from a planning and concept basis, um, it, it is great. Then again, like I said, if you're not into hip hop, you're probably not going to like it. But if you like hip hop, um, definitely give it a look. It is a great album. It usually ranks in the top three of my albums of the year on my Apple Music replay. Usually it trades off between that and Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, it's a great album. So that is all for today. Thank you for listening to the, this episode of the John McWaters Show. As always, you can reach us at our website, which is johnmcwaters.show. Uh, you can email us at john at johnmcwaters.show or at thejohnmcwatershow at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at thejohnmcwatershow. We are on Twitter. Our handle is tjmcws uh you can listen to the podcast on apple podcast anchor spotify google play and many other podcast services if you want your question featured on the show you can tweet us at tjmcws you can submit a question to our instagram you can send us an email at the john mcwater show at gmail.com thank you for listening and we will catch you next week <laughs>